Hi there, I'm Erin Kraber. I'm a marketing professional with a passion for building a community of industry-leading women navigating careers and motherhood at the same time. Every week, I'll be sharing tips and tricks to help women grow their local businesses, build their personal brands, and be leaders in their communities, and sharing the stories of women who make it happen while keeping the kids healthy and the house still standing. This is a place for honest conversations among women about business and motherhood. Welcome to Motherhood Merged. Welcome to episode 55 of the Motherhood Merged podcast. I'm your host, Erin Kraber. I'm excited you found this show and have decided to tune in today. I cover a wide variety of topics, but every episode comes back to one of three things. Business growth, personal brand growth, and mom life. Today, I want to spend a few minutes talking about an issue that a lot of businesses of all sizes are facing right now, and that's staffing. Businesses are still feeling the ripple effects from the pandemic, and one of them includes a massive shift in the workforce. According to the U.S. Department of Labor, at the time of this recording, the unemployment rate here in the U.S. is at approximately 4%. Historically speaking, that's an expected number and not necessarily significantly higher or lower than another period in time. However, what this number doesn't show is the number of people, both men and women, who have exited the workforce since March of 2020. In a January 2022 article in Fortune magazine, they shared that in November of 21 saw the highest number of people leaving the workforce during a single month, at 4.5 million Americans. About 3% of those left voluntarily, meaning they weren't fired and didn't necessarily leave for another role within the labor force. It's not just women, although more sources cite that the great resignation skews female. Both men and women are leaving roles for a variety of reasons. High annual quit rates mean that many workers just aren't satisfied with their job's pay, benefits, or working conditions, and that can be a huge waste of time and money for both companies and workers. It's expensive to hire and train workers, and searching for new jobs and switching jobs is also difficult for employees. So why is this significant to you as a business owner or a manager of people? because you need people to operate and to be successful with what you do. As much as you might like to think you have to do it all, you don't, and your business may not survive without help. Just driving around in my own community, I see a lot of help wanted and now hiring signs. I also see a lot of businesses suffering through with minimal staff on hand to provide the standard of service they've set for themselves, and it's really tough. I thought it might be a good idea to shine a light on some different avenues you can use to find help in your business. Yes, there are many free online services you can use to advertise your needs. Some of those include resources like LinkedIn, Monster, Indeed, ZipRecruiter, CareerBuilder, and more. Those are definitely all good options. But I'm going to share three different ways to leverage a local resource that might provide an even better solution to your staffing problem, one that I am extremely familiar with. That local resource I'm referring to is your local higher education institution. It could be a four-year college, a community or junior college, a technical school, or even a trade school. Whatever it is, it's a fantastic resource to get you the support you need. 
Want to know more? Keep listening for some specific examples on how I've leveraged higher ed resources and three different strategies for you to consider. These three include posting your position with the Campus Career Services Center, creating an internship program, and developing a class project. Is your laptop full of files you'd be lost without? How about all of those photos of your kids taking up valuable space on your phone? You know I'm a big fan of organization and I love a good system, so Dropbox is perfect for me. Secure cloud storage that's designed to make your life easier. Store your files and share documents with ease from your desktop or from the app on your phone. I back up all of my photos from my phone with the click of one button. My team houses and shares important files across departments at work. We even send secure files to our accountants with the password protection function. Dropbox is a great solution to all those important pieces of information you don't want to risk losing. Visit erinkraber.com forward slash podcast to learn more and to get started with Dropbox. I grew up in a college town. There's a four-year university in my hometown that's part of the University of Wisconsin system. My grandpa was a professor, and I went to tons of university-sponsored camps and athletics events starting when I was really young, but I never fully understood what the university atmosphere provided to my hometown until I started working in higher education myself. There are a lot of businesses in town that depend not only on the population increase that the university provides during the school year, but also on having those college students as a part of the workforce. In order to be successful in leveraging higher education to grow your team, you have to keep an open mind and be realistic about the roles and responsibilities that particular applicant pool could and should handle. It's probably not going to serve you well to go in search of a vice president for IT at the local tech school, but you could expect to be successful in adding a few IT specialists or entry-level data management positions using the same resource. With any hiring decision, there are going to be pros and cons. Same with prospecting local college students. But I encourage you not to get caught up in making assumptions about the type of people your position might attract, or what type of employee they will be, before you even give it a try. Remember that not all college students fit the 18 to 22-year-old age range. Some might be older and have different life experiences than you think. Don't assume that college students won't have availability to fit your needs. Everyone has a different schedule, and these days, so much is done online that their schedules can be flexed to fit. You also can assume college students are only good in short stints. Even if a student is a transplant, it doesn't mean they won't be dedicated or aren't looking for a reason to stay where you're located beyond the school term. There really is a lot we could talk about on the bigger picture of hiring talent, and how to get the most out of your employees. But the objective today is to share the ways in which college students can be helpful to you and specifically where and how to appeal to them. If you have positions that you're looking to fill, my first recommendation is to consider reaching out to get the posting onto the local college or university's job board. Every school has one, and at this point, all are electronic. To locate this job board resource for college students, you can do a quick online search for a career services office on the campus or try the school's name plus the words job board in a search. Full-time, part-time, and seasonal help 
can be advertised on these job boards. It's really not different from posts you might already have available on LinkedIn or Indeed. This is another opportunity to reach someone who has an interest and could be qualified in joining your team. Oftentimes, the back-end process is very similar to any other online job board too. You work with an account rep or walk through an online process to upload the position details, receive application materials for a period of time, then you screen the applicants and coordinate the interview process however you see fit, and then remove the posting once you're finished. This solution works very well if you have clearly defined roles with clear prerequisites or requirements for the ideal candidate. I've leveraged the campus job board when looking to fill graphic designer roles in the past. I have a very clear job description for an hourly position and also a clear hiring process for that role. Another great strategy is to develop an internship or work-study curriculum for the role you're looking to fill. The word intern includes a lot of gray area, but typically there's the expectation that the role is a learning opportunity and can involve academic credit, pay, or some combination of the two. Internships or work-study agreements are seasonal or have a set lifespan, maybe the academic year or the summer months between semesters. I have employed anywhere from two to 35 undergraduate student interns at any one time. Some paid and some were volunteer. Some interns were very diligent and contributed a lot to the role and others did not. The advantage of turning a position into an internship or creating a work-study position is that you have the ability to develop the position into a recurring role. In addition, you can get really specific about the type of experience that you need and build a relationship with the program or department on campus that fits best. An example from my work in marketing is that I would connect directly with departments and programs on campus that were heavy into communications, in addition to the business school programs that focused on marketing and sales. I built relationships with professors and department personnel to take the work we needed done and craft the position in a way that gives a student important experience while leveraging their skills. Within higher education, there is a large point of emphasis placed on practical and real-world experience across all areas of study. Many degrees even require an internship or practicum of some sort in order to graduate. You can step in and fill that need in your community while building a pipeline of really talented support staff. Invest a little bit of your knowledge into students while they are doing the same for you in an area that might not be your strength or might not be the most profitable use of your time. Some tasks that could be ideal for internship or work study can include administrative tasks like scheduling, customer service, and inventory, or more detailed project management like social media coordination, SEO, web and graphic design, or even visual merchandising. MBA students can tackle more advanced roles like bookkeeping, payroll, process management, and new product development. Your business could even be a great opportunity for aspiring engineers and skilled tradespeople to get their feet wet. My third strategy, and a great way to connect with professors specifically, is to turn a need you have into a class project. 
I've done this once a year for the past several years, and it's been extremely beneficial to supplement our team with project-based work we just don't have the bandwidth to support. I've worked with professors in the business school to create a course project where the class is provided with an issue we're facing and has to conduct key market research, present their findings, and develop possible solutions that could work for us. Now, this option is a little more hands-on on the front end. Timing is important because professors are looking to build out their course schedule and curriculum well in advance of the semester. It also requires you as the business owner or representative to give insights into the business and its operations. I've crafted a couple of different project ideas to pitch to different departments, and each time I present the project to the class and then be available for questions and discussions via email or phone while they worked throughout the semester. I would then attend the class presentations to review the finished results and engage in feedback and dialogue about their findings and recommendations. Class projects aren't going to complete specific tasks, but they are a great way to tackle research-based projects that will help you in the future. Ideas could include branding, store layout, efficiencies, customer satisfaction, web traffic, landscaping, building design, and more. The projects allow you to build relationships, and I've almost always come away from the semester with a handful of new staff members. The students get engaged quickly. They see where you are and are forced to think critically and usually outside the box that you're currently in to get you a solution that's going in a new direction. Then they want to see their work put into practical application. That's something they're not finding in their textbooks. At the end of the day, building a relationship with your local higher education institution is one of the many avenues you can pursue to staff up. It may not be the best solution for every type of business or every type of business owner, but if you're struggling with quality help or have a need to free yourself up to work on the bigger picture in your business, I share three strategies that might be worth your consideration. If any of these strategies I shared job boards, internships, or class projects sound like they could be a good fit for you, the next step is to do your research. Look up your local university, college, technical school, community college department listing, or staff directory. Start reaching out and making connections. You might be pleasantly surprised to find that professors and support staff are eager for the opportunities you might have for them. If you want to talk more about anything I've shared or brainstorm some ideas for your specific situation, feel free to reach out. I'm always happy to share my experiences working with college students and tips for navigating the different opportunities within the higher education institution in your area. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Motherhood Merge. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I loved putting it together to share you want to know when a new episode drops, be sure to subscribe on the platform of your choice so the newest episodes are automatically queued up and ready to enjoy. I do have one small favor to ask. It will only take a minute and it will help this podcast grow and get in front of more women who need my brand of support. I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. Tag me on social at Aaron underscore Kraber with your feedback and I'll be sure to shout you out in return.